Yeah, ambient smooth jazz reminds me of my retail days with the cassette tapes with Muzak. Muzak? That would last an hour, and then you flipped it. And so on an eight-hour shift, you heard the same song at least, you know, four times. And they were good songs. So you didn't work at The Gap? No. No, I worked at Casual Corner, actually. (laughs) Sold women's clothing. (coughs) Okay, let's uh, skip right to the intro. (coughs) No offense to women's clothing. Okay. The Soccer Dad Pod. Uh, Episode one, take two. Um, And I will edit the first part in to this episode, so it's not going to sound ridiculous whenever I talk about it twice. But, uh, you know, we... You know, we talked in the, the pilot about our location, right? Um, with the boys being down downtown next to Union Station, we have a lot of options for uh, fine establishments to host us, provide us swill and eats. And we chose, Zach, where'd we go first? We went to Schlafly, Schlafly. the tap room first. Yeah, um, logistically it makes the most sense. Agreed. Um, you know, just a little hop, skip, and a jump. Not even all three, probably, to get there. No, you can see the stadium from the doorway, actually. Yeah, y- yeah, you can literally see it through. Um, and so we went in, set up, ordered a fine beer, um, ready to roll. All the levels were right. Made all the chords look pretty. Um, Put a load of a little of my OCD to action, and when it, you know, your rig, you're you're number two, right? Your mic's number two, your headphones number two, everything in the lines are clean and number one. Was feeling really good. Ordered the beer. You came in in a solid seven point five mood. You know, right? Easily hungry. Um, uh, interviewing the waiter as to what bar food is good yet again. <laughs> yes. Um, Always look for the uh, local recommendation, for sure. Yeah, we'll get into that in a second because you chose curry at a <laughs> at a pretzel pub. <laughs> but um, yeah, so anyway, we sit down. Um, ball game's on. Music's very low in the background, and uh, the place was base. It was empty. It literally was empty. It was dark where we were. It yeah. was so empty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then being Tuesday, it. 5.45, a uh, group of people decide it's time for happy hour, right? Somebody's paying. You know, boss pulled out the credit card, and they're like, yep, I'll go. Because they're not paying for their own tabs. No, no way. And in the 12,000-square-foot building, where'd they choose to sit, Zach? They chose to scrape chairs and tables together directly opposite us. Yeah, yeah, literally like COVID distance. Correct. Um I don't know if maybe it's because the layout looked so professional that they walked in and like, holy shit, maybe that's something cool. I mean, I don't want to tell them like we're novices, um, that this really isn't anything that interesting and you can't hear us anyway if you don't have headphones and I'm not giving 12 people headphones. Maybe if we had signs 
Like go go public public space. Go away. And we change it depending on where we are to get the audience to not want to come near us. Yeah, could be. Right. Yeah. Well, oh, okay. So yeah, okay. So if we put a sign up, you can't. You can't actually. I think if we put a sign up that said "The Soccer Dad Pod," uh, maybe not now. Maybe in a couple of weeks, people will be like, "Heard of that?" I hope. Right. Or at least I'm interested in that. Yeah, interested. Right. They can relate to it. So, what sign would we put up? Like it had to be repulsive, uh, and like I said, it had to depend on the audience in that particular establishment. So here at Well Spent, probably something about oof, so many topics we can <laughs> try to avoid. <laughs> I, I'd say anything that's anti-dog. Yeah, no. This would, is uh, definitely a dog-friendly place. Yeah, if we had a, this is our <coughs> soccer cats or dad cats podcast, cat dads podcast. Yeah, definitely walk away. Well, so enough of complaining about the people that are socially unaware of an attempt to do something in private in a public space. Shame on us. Mm-hmm. Um, here we are, episode one. Um, we are located at Well Spent Brewing. Yet again, um, I, I love this place. I think it's simple. I think it's uh, accessible as a consumer, right? You Agreed. walk in, you feel it's easy. Uh, the beers are yellow and cold. Yours is dark and cold. Dark and cold. Um, and again, the tamales. Uh, the tamale man truck has their steamer here. So no menu, no, no pub menu with curry. Uh, no, just simple. tamales. You know, what I love about this place, too, is... It's not overwhelming for choices. You've right. got 10 beer choices and two food choices, meaning do you want a pork tamale or a black bean and sweet potato tamale? Yeah. tamale. Meat or veg. That's it. Yep. Yeah. More, more places should do that. I agree. Uh, the, the reason I chose curry at Schlafly was the menu was daunting. There was schnitzel, curry, pretzels, just beyond... Choice, so I had to ask. French fries, burgers. Yeah, yeah. I get pizza. It. They had pizza on their menu: sausage and pepperoni pizza with curry dish as well. Yeah. So you relied on the six foot two German guy to tell you that the Indian food was the choice. I did, no. and uh, <laughs> I'll be honest; I think he was wrong. <laughs> well, uh, lesson learned. Yep. Um, <coughs> pretzels. Yeah, pretzels with beer cheese yeah. is the way to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Solid choice. So yes. Yeah, so. so you know, we had I had a ton of fun on Friday with Jared uh, kicking this thing off, called my brother, chatted with him for a while. Obviously, we called you, chatted with you for a while. Uh, went back, listened to a little bit. Um, you know, and as I indicated at the beginning of the last one, uh, I really had no strategy. Um, I don't think any of us did. I think we just kind of had an idea of we knew that the conversations and the potential of topics was extremely broad uh, and could be engaging. Uh, just try it. So listening to that one, I think there was uh, parts of it that seemed to have potential, uh, parts of it that clearly seemed like had no idea what I was doing or where I was going with it, uh, and then a whole lot of stuff in the middle. Uh, but it allowed me a little bit of time to say, okay, a um, little bit of structure here. So so this time around, since we it's an official episode, um, we talked a little bit about it. Jared uh, had his ideas as well. Um, I'm thinking, you know, we just kind of kick it off like this. Uh, let's let's get ca- caught up to speed. Where are we at? What are we doing? What's what's new, fresh, etc. Uh, got 
guests lined up here shortly. Um, have a conversation with them. Somebody that obviously has an association to the moniker, Soccer Dad. Uh, he's living it, um, experiencing it. Um, get a little feedback there, and you know, a couple other people that might be in line. Really depends on how the game goes, just like a normal game. Yep. Um, you know, and if if it's going well, we don't sub. If it's not going well, I'll be texting people. You'll be texting people, and we'll uh, see if we can make it to the final whistle without <laughs> mercy rule <laughs> being hit. Like, oh my God, I can't listen to this anymore. No, tapping out. Yeah, so a um, lot of things going on in the world in general. Um, you know, we were talking, you came in and like, you know, I really think that you you, you pointed out that uh, addressing soccer uh, at a grand level, games, standings, leagues, you know, things like that, good idea. And I think the biggest news out of today that we both agreed was the, go ahead, your part. Well, I think that the fact that Arsenal is still top of the table in the EPL is huge and Liverpool is way down in eighth uh, makes me very, very happy. It makes you happy, but that wasn't the news that we agreed was actual news. I'll let you. I'll let you. Ballon d'Or, best yeah. player in the world. The Ballon d'Or uh, went to Benzema Cutter for Real. Also known as Chelsea Killer. Chelsea Killer, uh, Man City Killer. Liverpool Killer. Liverpool Killer. Uh, Frenchman. Z French. Z Frenchman. Uh, yeah, he uh, won it. This is his... Don't know. Second or third? We'll, we'll, we'll be better on the stats next time. Um, this isn't a sports Yeah, no. I mean, cast, anybody yeah. listening to this that would actually like to know the truth, if you own a small business or, or are financially stable, feel free to sponsor. If you sponsor, then we can afford a stat man, uh, yep. somebody that could actually look this up so that we don't sound ridiculous. Um, but suffice to say, generically speaking, we know that he's one of you. Yep. Um, you know, but broader... You know, from a broader conversation or debate, you know, uh, was there anybody else on that list that you believe legitimately had a claim to the title over him? I think for me right now, the way that the season is shaped up, especially in Premier League and the Champions League, I think Kevin De Bruyne should be at the top of that list. The amount of assists and setups he's had for his teammates, especially Erling Haaland. Uh, has been unbelievable this year, and I just feel like the amount of goals that he's built up and and created is uh, it's hard to match. But Benzema is just he can score from anywhere at any time, and it's hard to hard to argue against him. Well, uh, you know the usual suspects too. Uh, you know were, were on the list. You you had uh, Mbappe and Messi. Uh, Messi. They were all on there. Um, this is one of those years where I don't think it was a two-horse race. I, I do think it was his race to lose. Correct. Um, you know, because it wasn't as if he just had a singular good round against a team or in group play. He literally went giant hunting and won every time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, well-deserved. Uh, I, I think the equally big news of the past few days, soccer-wise... Uh, was the City-Liverpool game, as much as I hate to give Liverpool credit. That was a win that I don't think anybody in their right mind would have ever predicted. No, and Liverpool dominated. I mean, from the first whistle to the end and didn't allow Man City to play their game at all. 
But kind of moving away from the tactical side of soccer, I think one of the other big announcements in the soccer world, especially for local folks, was the food choices at the new city stadium. You know, in true St. Louis style, I, I read the <clears throat> so many of the social posts from the STL fan page to the city fan page to the sauce post, etc. Um, we just can't be happy for anybody. <laughs> like the the first comment that I saw was, "Well, good good job, city. You picked uh, local food that's featuring Detroit pizza." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you know, don't eat it. Don't yeah. don't eat it. You, you just go to Steve's hot dog stand and right. get a hot dog because hot dogs right. are so uniquely St. Louis. Um, but in general, I think that the approach that they've taken is uh, it was the right it was the right move. Well, I mean, you're hitting a, a demographic that uh, likes to eat, likes to play soccer, <laughs> likes to watch soccer, yeah. likes to spend money on food and soccer. And I think they made good choices. Um, but they only announced five of the 25. So right. I think the haters need to back right. off a bit. Right. Just give it a minute. No, I'm with you. Um, there's going to be more. Uh, one of them that was selected today is funny. funny story. You know, because everybody is not only one degree of separation in this town, uh, you're one degree of separation away from a, a movie feature. <laughs> and you're like, what does that have to do with this, right? <laughs> well, let me tell you, Zach. Having lunch... Uh, with my, w no, I did not have lunch with her. She was coming over to meet me for coffee after her work lunch in Webster Groves. I was at the Annex, and she had a work lunch at Falcon Treat Box. Yeah. And I was sitting there, and I noticed the camera crews up and down the block, et cetera, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's Gerard Craft, and, you know, they must be doing something for City. Kim walks over, and she's like, I was not prepared for today. I was having a work lunch, and I was in a TV commercial or something. <laughs> I'm like, wow. well, there you go. How was Balkan? She was, it was great, but I didn't enjoy it as much because I don't know how I looked. I'm like, don't worry about it. It's all B-roll. You're B-roll, babe. <laughs> you didn't have to speak. Well, and listener, you have to understand, too, that in addition to being now B-roll for a city commercial, <laughs> JV's said wife is also probably displayed on a billboard off of 40. In a good way. That's not a, a slam on. Yeah, no, this wife. is not Larry Flint. No, no, no. This is nothing like that. Um, <laughs> She's advertising. Let's get that out of the way quickly. For her organization, her partner. Yeah. So uh, it's all positive. But, uh, you know, <clears throat> I think this whole thing around the food choices for City, around how things are going with Liverpool, it all leads to kind of some discussions that I kind of wanted to, to jump into. But. We have a, a guest as well. Yeah, no, you know what? I mean, this is this is one of those things. This is just like a soccer game. The flow of the game right out of the gate. You have a game plan, and all of a sudden you're like, shit, it's raining. We need to switch our boots, right? Yep. Eddie Chavez just walked up here. Our man, our fellow soccer dad. Uh, we're going to hit the pause button because I figured out how to use that. Hit the pause button. We're going to give him a mic, and literally in less than three seconds' time, you're going to hear us back. Thanks. And we're back. You're looking at me like I'm crazy, right? Uh, a little bit. I never, I never see or get to see this experience before. So it's like maybe people walk in and be like, "What the hell are these morons doing?" <laughs> oh, that's absolutely happening. Oh no, yeah, no. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like what well, we talked about earlier. We need signs. Yeah, uh, because we we tried this down at Schlafly, <clears throat> and apparently people were so enamored within this empty building, the corner that we were sitting in. They sat right next to us. And 25 people. 
yeah. scraping chairs across the floor, tables across Ooh. the floor. Yeah, so now we're here. They're well spent. Oh, much better. Quiet. Yeah, so right? via the magic of editing, uh, as I indicated, it was going to take three seconds, and I will time it in, po in post to make sure it's three seconds. We have sitting here with us Eddie. Ed. Eddie. Big E. Mexican guy. Biggie, biggie, biggie. <laughs> what do you What do you prefer to be called? Legitimate. I've, I've been called Eddie for probably the last fifteen years. What's your, What's your formal name? Full name? My full name is Ediverto. My last name is Chavez. Chavez. You look yep. like Chavez. You look You look like you're ready to pound me right now. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Okay, so we have this thing we started in the pilot. I don't know if you took the time to listen to it because I, I did. Yeah, I was in Kansas City with Kike's oh, games yeah. in one yeah, of the yeah. games, and I thought for sure that you were in Philadelphia with the boys. Here, high, high press, high press offense or high press D means, uh, like I said to Jared, when you talk here it works. When you talk, ah, uh, I see. There Watch you it now when he raises. His okay, all that. it doesn't work as well. So, I was in the hotel when you send the link, and. I get to hear, yeah, it was it was fun, and I thought that you and Jared they were with the boys out yeah. of town, and for a minute that I thought there was a live right now, oh. moment. Yeah. So this is what I text you. I don't know if you remember that I text you. Are you out of town with the boys? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so no, we were we were. You know the magic of radio, magic podcast. We can do it whenever we want and put it out That's whenever cool. we, you know. So so maybe what we'll do. I mean, we're gonna put it out regardless quickly. But I, if we really wanted to, we could save it for your birthday and make it a birthday pod. <laughs> but we gotta wait a long time for that. Yeah, His birthday. Is oh yeah, that's right. Nine eleven. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. We're not waiting. We do. We'll do another episode. We're not waiting for that. Man, the year. All right. So if you did listen to the last one, you'll notice and you remember that uh, we had a segment where we were talking about walk up music, right? Yep. Just like in baseball. Yep. Right. So I've part of the planning now since after the first step or the pilot of not planning. One thing that stuck with me is like, I think it'd be fun for us to try and guess walk-up tunes. Ooh. And I knew that we were going to have you on <clears throat> for a while now. <laughs> and so in my head, I'm like, what is it going to be? So here's where, here's where we're going. Hold on. Ready? I'm going to play your walk-up song, what I think you would just crush at. <laughs> you ready? And now, Eddie. You ready? <laughs> Right? Yep. You're feeling it, aren't you? Yeah. You ready? Name of the band. Do you know the band? Know the song? Not yet. Doesn't matter. It's all you. Like when you walk around the soccer fields, you've got to drive. Right? I mean, I can see you coming down the sidewalk. You know? Yep. You got your bottle of water. You got Kike next to you. Yeah, nothing, nothing reminds me of Eddie more than the Bee Gees. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know, it came to me in the middle of the night, literally. 70s I, English disco band. Yeah, English. <laughs> like, Very English. Like, yeah. horrible teeth English. Yeah, but listen to this, though. Like, No, but it works. I like, I like, like the rhythm. I bet, I mean, like, imagine, like, a Spanish cover of this, you know, in Spanish. Like, can we kill it? Menudo? Did they cover this? Well, I don't know. I don't think so. No. This is more like, sounds like more like back in the 80s. 
Yeah, this is definitely disco. Yeah, this is, this is right in late seventies, early eighties. Right, and Menudo was nineties. Yeah, they were older. Well, here they, we're, they were just babies. Then. We're gonna, we're gonna play a little game because that's what I thought of. Well, I'm gonna talk to Eddie for a second. You're gonna go into Spotify and you're gonna pick the song that you think Eddie would walk up to. Ooh. And then when you're done, we'll let Eddie pick his own song because you know this is America. It's it's all about okay. democracy. You, all get, right. you get your own vote. So, uh, Eddie, you have two boys. I do. Uh, Emmy, who plays with uh, Beck and Grady, uh, you know, mm-hmm. our, our boys, same yep. team. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, first off, out of the gate, for those of you listening, Emmy is a stud. He's a, he's a little rock star. Uh, we always joke. It's not even really a joke. It's a comment. It's a, it's a consistent comment that when these boys play on the field, doesn't matter who they're playing, we all know that Emmy is the smartest kid on the field. Just know, He knows the game intuitively better than most all the other boys I agree absolutely agree yeah so uh, that's awesome and then I personally you know how everybody's like oh you love all your kids equally your two boys I like Kike Kike is kind of like me and him have this thing we poke we jab he's he's the second child right Definitely Kike and Emiliano. It's, I would say probably Emiliano is the water and Kike is the oil. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that uh, 10W30 or is he like more olive oil? I mean, More olive oil. Yeah. <laughs> they kid sometimes, guys. I'm not kidding. It's just he's on his own world. He don't. Can, can we cuss on this? Yeah. It's, I, I, shit, yeah. He don't give a shit about anything sometimes. Yeah. He's just one of those kids that. It's like, whatever. Yeah. Care? I don't care. Well, I mean, you've it, it you've done an an astounding job uh, up to this point with the two of them, based on what we see, our engagement with them. Um, they're extremely respectful. They will always look us in the eye. They're, you know, and they work hard. Both of them on their in their own realms. So mm-hmm. kudos to you, man. Um, they're they're fun. Um, out of the two. We know that Kike gives you more headaches. But Big do you, time. <laughs> but do, do, do you hold Emmy to a higher standard, or do you try to keep it as balanced as possible? No, I'm doing it equal to, to both of them. Equal. We've been having the conversation more than several times about <clears throat> I don't want the Kike one day in the future be like, well, Emmy play football. Just example of that. Sure. Know? Or well, Emmy this or Emmy that. No. Uh, last season, Kike played football. He didn't do too great. The whole team didn't do so well. Yeah. But for one season, I guess we were expecting more like play like the all eight. Yeah. But it was impossible. And different makeup. Right. And the whole group of the all eight, it was totally different chemistry. I don't know if you remember. Oh, yeah. How Emiliano with Grady and Santi and Lorenzo, they will just connect it so bounding so quickly. Yeah. So quick frame of reference, 08 is the age of our boys. So for those of you that are soccer newbies or not soccer dads or soccer moms, we speak in terms of years, <laughs> birth yes. years. Yes. yes. Like Sorry. Not, <laughs> not by grade. <laughs> and know. the other thing for reference point is futsal. So yep. we threw that term out there, and that's basically the easiest way to explain that is soccer on a basketball court. Yes. Yeah, which really, cl- really screws up 
traditional American football fans, you know, first off, they don't think soccer's a sport. Then you tell them there's futsal, which sounds a lot like football, and then you tell them where it's played and how it's played, and they just look at you like... And it's 5v5, like basketball. Yeah. And and it's totally huge development for the boys. Yes. I would say probably 95% of Emiliano's success in the last three years. Mm-hmm. I'm not kidding, but I think it becomes because... I gave it a lot to Grady as well. Same thing, the, foot, the footwork, the speed... Yeah, foot, thinking. Futsal is one of those things that we, we, we personally, as a family, we never got into it. I, I don't have an answer why. We, there were opportunities. It just didn't work out that way. You know, but looking at a lot of other individuals that have been heavily involved in futsal within our circles, you know, I can definitely see the difference in the players. Uh, <coughs> I think for those of you that have young children that are moving into the soccer world, um, you know, in that 5 to 10, 11 range, Futsal is a tremendous advantage. I do think there's a, a point, and we've talked about this before, where there's uh, a little bit of diminishing returns in so much as when the boys hit 11 v 11 big on an outside field, really, really good futsal players can develop really, really bad habits on a big <laughs> field and not pass the ball, not you know things like that. So I think there's a point where futsal um, clashes with soccer uh, for kids that can't separate strategies. It yes. can, but I think it also creates uh, an opportunity for genuine creativity that you do not get on a full field. Right. Correct. And so while you have some bad habits, those habits probably didn't start in futsal. They probably started a long time ago, and they just were exasperated on the on right. futsal court because they could do that a little bit more. But I do have a song. Oh, here we go. And <clears throat> this is, it's, it's more of a tribute than it is a walk-up song. Oh. But every time I hear this song, I think of Eddie. And uh, I'm going to... Go ahead and start her up. Let's hear it. Oh, my gosh, right out of the gate. It's like a Wedding Isle song. Sounds like... I'm not getting married soon again. No, no, no. He was a giant. <laughs> <laughs> I was just a kid. I was always trying. You took this a whole other direction than I mean. I'll explain it. He did. Eddie, you getting teary? I can still Not yet, but I'm about ready to keep going with it. <laughs> uh, do you know who this is? No idea. Is this Zach Brown? The Zach Brown band. Yeah. This is a second album? I think so, yeah. The, the song is My Old Man, and it's all about, he wrote a song for his dad. And every time I think of you, I think of what you've done for your boys. Jesus Christ. Sorry. How am I going to, being serious? How can we follow that, though? Well, but it's true. It's, it's, it's part of the character of who Eddie is. And this song just epitomizes what I think his boys probably think of when they think of him. Is he has instilled such values and hard work and all that is in this song. So definitely need to check the song out. There's a couple of versions. My old man. My old man. Yep. Okay. Check it on it. Yeah, I wasn't trying what to be happy. I just. Yeah. Oh, I like it. I love the song. I be honest. I don't. I think. Uh, to come to a game, I would not come in with. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be for your game. It'd be for the the podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'd have a different song for that, but I don't think we can play this on the on this air. Um, now, now that was. <laughs> you're thinking. You, you see, in your head, you're thinking walk up. 
you, because I know you're a baseball guy, right? Yeah. You're imagining like the pump up, like this is my walk up. Yeah. You know, I give you a little BG swagger. Zach gives you like, I'm gonna write your memoir, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and you know what what well what's your walk up like? What's your theme song? I don't know. I I wasn't prepared for this. I will have to come up with something. Yeah. Like if, like if we were to get in your car, right? Go on a road trip. You know you're going on a road trip, and you're going to play a tune. What's the first song you play? I I, I love the music like classic rock from 70s, 80s. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Let me let, let me. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the uh, uh, license here. I'm gonna do one more for you. You get you guys talk for a second. I'm gonna pull it up uh, here. Well, tell me, talk about a little bit more about you, you, when we we started right before we recorded. You were talking about. You got to spend somebody else's money on some tools today. Oh, yeah. Well, here's the thing. <clears throat> At this job, or this company, my boss and I <clears throat> very much, we start keep going with pools. And when I start working for him, he didn't have any of the tools. Yeah. Didn't. Any of the tools that I need, which probably start back in February until now. Probably we've been spending just on tools by around ten thousand dollars. Yeah, it's probably not much, but We're, I mean, ten grand's a lot. I mean, if you're a carpenter, a hammer, a good hammer is one hundred and twenty-five bucks. <clears throat> well, over here, yeah, I've been buying laser and right. you know, D wall bag and rotor hammer. I mean, all that kind of stuff. Well, I, well, I let me let me do one thing though, uh, because again, we have a uh, very wide diverse audience that's listening to this already and in particular we have soccer moms who have multiple kids in big backyards with no pools <laughs> so so let's let's make sure that the listener knows that if they are in the market for a pool our man eddie he's your guy here's the good thing about us um we want to start going slow we want to start doing Quality, not quantity. You know. Yeah, that's been your focus. Yes. Um, if I had to do three or four pulls a year, that's what I'll probably do. Yep. But that's our future margin. We want to look out there like, hey, look at this project. So far, I think we've been hitting the nail. We've been on it. And it's been taking probably between two and a half, three months from day one to finish. And the reason why, because we don't have more than one, more than two jobs open at the same time. Right. We only have one, and from day one, we keep going and going and going and going. Example, tomorrow I'm in the morning, I will get all the pumps and filter and everything that I have for this project. I would probably finish stalling this weekend, and next week, uh, if... The plaster company will come and plaster. They have a pool already. It's great. Is it, is it heated? Is it heated? Yes, it be heated on it, but um, maybe too late for the homeowners. They knew it from day one when we started, because when I start working there, and it's only been what maybe two months ago yeah. that I started this project. And she asked me, and she was like, "Do you think we'll be able to be swimming this year?" And I said, "To be honest." I doubt it, unless if you want to turn your heater all the way up, but <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. you want to like feel the tub. pain. 
Yeah, that's interesting. Well, here we go. You, um, we're going to totally shift it back to where we were going because I found it, the one that inspires me. Because that day that we went for a ride, I saw your swagger sitting yeah. in the car, right? Here's, here's, here's what I think. If I'm going to predict one that you would run, here's your, oh here's your classic route. You ready? Uh, let, me, let me jack that up a little bit. Super old classic rock, but you get it. <laughs> With his head hung low, couldn't get a ticket. Like your car, I, your, it's, it's idling right now. It's just rumbling. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Do you even know this song? Oh, well, then I'm totally off the mark. Right? It's, two lane, it's a two-lane song. Instead of us completely making fools of ourselves and picking the wrong one, there you go. Hold on. He's looking. He's checking. Because oh. there's this, this singer that I like, and I'm, you might think that I'm crazy because I'm switching from classic rock to country music. I like country music as well. Well, yeah. And I like this guy. His songs, they, are, they have a rhythm to it. Yeah. What's the His name? His name is, is uh, I'm trying to find it. And again, I want to remind the listeners, um, need a pool, hate subcontractors, Eddie's your guy. Send us a message. We'll get you in contact. Yeah, Eddie, our commission is 10%. That's it. <laughs> Each. This is the guy right here. <laughs> Ryan. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm talking yep, about? I know. Here we go. Here's a different song that he's written. It's just... Who is it? Nope. Yep. Here we go. I love this song, too. Yeah, right? Yes. Okay, all of you uh, modern show lovers. Yes. You oh, should know yeah. this guy. I love this song. I can hear this song every day. Yeah, he's the felon outlaw that's a ranch hand. Name the show. I'm going to guess Yellowstone. Bingo, because yeah. name a second show with ranch hands. Yeah, that's what I thought. 1864. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. Well, yeah, it's kind of the same. Yeah, prequel. A big prequel. This is Ryan Bingham. Ryan Bingham. Um, I like it. I'm, I'm with you, man. I like this a lot. Oh, and there's another song that it's in, in the song, it keeps moving the rhythm. It's just like it turning you on, like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, this dude, like, hit the tone of his voice. Here we go. Yeah, T- oh, yeah. I love take, it. take a listen here. When I download, I want you put my soul up on the train. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Oh, yeah. Won't you send it Yeah, because, like, when I when I watched the show, I loved his character. And I saw that in the show that he had a guitar, you know, in the ranch house and would play it. And it's like, he's not faking that. I'm like, damn, he's pretty good. I, I didn't put two and two together. I didn't, you know, I'm not one to look at credits and, you know, and I've so never seen So he's the actor him. in the show. Yeah, he's actually uh, the actor in the show. Because his voice is... A personification of a tumbleweed for me. Yeah. Dry and scratchy. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, like, Dusty. too, you know, talking about road trips, right? Getting car. That's the kind of shit that I love. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and Beckett and I, I mean, as you guys well know, right, in the past year, um, you, you remember I bought, I bought that car yeah, yeah. 13, 14 months ago. Yeah. Had 30,000 miles. I'm at 61 <laughs> today. Already? Yeah. So. And easily 80% of those miles were on the road chasing around, you know, the Gallagher team and all over the place. And 
we listen to uh, we listen to everything, but we gravitated towards that. You know, a lot yeah. of Ryan Bingham, a lot of Tyler Childers, American folk, American Isbell Stapleton, yeah. Yeah. things like that. You know, because when you are on the road, especially in Middle America, it, you whether you like cornfields or not, you learn to love them at some point. And it's and even if you <laughs> hate them, there comes a point where it's like you're beat into submission to where you realize, you know what, shit, it's pretty beautiful out here. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, yeah. For for Grady and I, we gravitate to things we can sing along to. So if the song is something we can carry a tune with. We don't really care if it's country, yeah, rock, but that's, that's pop. a it's kind of unfair though because you, my friend, were a would you consider a professional singer, semi professional? <laughs> I never got paid into my pocket for singing. Well, no, well, that's not true. I yeah. did, that's true. I scholarship I, was it scholarship money? I did get scholarship money and I got uh, I did get paid for some weddings, but um, well, they uh, okay, well, sing? I mean, do you sing in a wedding? Hey, I, it's, high press, it's been a while, it's been a while, high press. Let me move that down. Seriously? Yeah. No way. Yeah. I had a vocal music scholarship my freshman year. See, if this was on video, like to see Eddie's face right now, people <laughs> people would pay for that. Like, I've made a lot of revelations <laughs> to Eddie in the last couple months that I get that same look. Really? It's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you remember the conversation that oh, we yeah, had at Creep Creep Core? Yeah. When you were telling me about a lot of things, we're like, what? There's no way. <laughs> yeah. No, you were in a singing group. What was the name of the group? The Baritones. The bear tones, pretty funny. Yeah. For Missouri State, yeah, they're they're still going around. By the way, uh, I don't know what number album they're on, but uh, this is our, I guess, twenty three years. Uh, we started in nineteen ninety nine. Wow. So so let's get back to the car. You and Grady are on the road. Yeah. So we just like to any kind of music that we can sing along to. So, Kiki D. Uh, no, uh, but that's where the smooth jazz. Uh, uh, or any jazz for that matter, I can respect it because yeah. the quality and, and the, the craftsmanship that goes behind it and the technical ability required. But I don't, I don't like it, and uh, I don't, I don't want to listen to it unless I have to. So, what's your go-to? What's your, what's the two of you? What's your ebony and ivory where you guys just crush it? Well, I mean, you guys talked about this in the pilot, but you know, Queen is the quintessential sing-along band for me, and then Fleetwood Mac is right behind it. Um, so those kind of late 70s, early 80s ballad style uh, poppy. Guys, but do you guys ever try Seven Bridges Road and see if you can do oh. multiple parts? <laughs> yeah. Actually, the group I was in in college recorded Seven Bridges Road. Uh, it's go. on our first album, actually. Yeah. We when did it, when it, it live. Is it on Spotify? Uh, Baritones are on Spotify, but not that album. Can we get it on Spotify? Can we get an uh, MP3 of that? Because I think it would make sense for us to play for our <laughs> lovely listeners. I think we can get something, yeah, for sure. Witness, right? Actually, yep. yeah. we got a lot of listeners here listening. Yeah, are all they, of them. Are they listening? How do you know they're listening? Well, not yet. We, we well, haven't published it. Actually, we are approximately, I don't know, 26, 27 minutes into this thing. Good chance nobody's listening at this point. So but they tuned out a long time ago. Yeah. So can you raise it some things if you don't want people listening? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but typically I leave in the worst stuff because, like, if I think it's really bad, most people are like, that's kind of funny. You're an idiot. Like, and it keeps them ah. on a little bit longer. <laughs> or it's awkward as hell. Yeah. And no, then people go, oh, God, this is hard to watch. Or it's it's funny because there's no real, there's no mathematical equation on when you make content. You, you know, 
Uh, I've worked with a lot of content creators that have been all levels of success. And the common denominator is the ones that just don't think about it and have fun doing what they do, they always crush it. Yeah. Always crush it. I was going to ask you, do you, so I used to listen to a lot of talk radio um, back in the day and the most uncomfortable, I almost turned it off when live, when they would have call in. Mm-hmm. Somebody from the road or somebody at their house. It never seemed to work out well. It right. always seemed that somebody was calling in to say the most dumbass controversial thing just to get a reaction. Totally. And the hosts are sitting there trying to figure out a PC way to respond. And it's like, I don't watch C-SPAN, but I've seen those, those situations. Well, I think that the one guy that calls in every day. Well, this is, I mean, this is one of those things. I think this is a, a, a more cerebral discussion mm-hmm. uh, in so much that um, the ability for people to speak their mind on a multitude of plat- platforms these days has gone too far because we all believe that we're right all the time because we can put a ridiculous statement out on social media or wherever and a bunch of people will be our lemmings and click like 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 and it really doesn't mean anything but it's it's this it's this drug right this this that that kind of validates our opinions and then you look at things like Yelp and Google reviews and who really I don't know anybody that consistently ever does those reviews and are honest about it one through five, right? But it's way more fun to read the shitty reviews. And then, you you know, it's the Karen factor. It's much easier to complain publicly and think that you're making a difference than to just tell somebody, good job. Yeah, I agree with that. And so I, I, I'm going to throw something out there. And, and I know that the three of us collectively have had conversations similar to this in the past. And I think we all differ a little bit. I think maybe JB, you and Eddie have a, a more similar philosophy on this. But speaking of, you know, the Soccer Dad podcast, um, you know, we're in the midst of our first season with, with the new club. And there's a lot of change and a lot of newness that's going on. And with that comes some interesting emotions from the boys, mm-hmm. interesting emotions from parents. And I was thinking about this, it's about approval and what the boys are constantly seeking from us, but not just from us parents, but also from their peers. Meaning when they make a play, they look to their, their left and their right make sure that they've done the right thing by their their teammates well they look at the coaches they look at us and i think it's an interesting topic and i think it crosses more than just soccer right i mean for sure that goes into so many different things but i just kind of throwing this out there as a kind of a a softball balloon topic but i just well i i i know exactly where you're coming where you're going with this because part of this discussion is is uh one of the reasons we decided to start this podcast because of the conversations that are had on the sidelines, you know, it's about our children. It's about how we help them. It's about how we accelerate them, give them opportunity. And, you know, and then we question the process and then we, you know, and then we get into the weeds and like, Oh, why is that kid starting? Or, you know, and and that's the ridiculous part. But Mm -hmm. what, but ultimately I don't care what the sport is. I don't even, I don't care if it's Irish dance. Parents typically put undue pressure on their children 
through this process of competition, whether it's soccer, basketball, football, or whatever. And, you know, be, I, I think for me personally, having spent so many thousands, literally thousands of hours on the sideline, what, I'm, what I catch myself doing now is engaging exponentially less. I pull back. Our kids are smart. They'll figure it out. Because I have so many opportunities to watch parents that go the other way, and it's like, that doesn't work. That's not helping. You know, Eddie, Ed, you're there with us. Oh yeah, ninety-five percent of the time. You know, what's your take? Um, about six, seven years ago, I was one of those crazy parents on the sidelines about screaming and yelling and Amy do this or Kike pass this or why don't you? No. It was a really cool tip from this coach that Emiliano got about six, seven years ago, Ed Gallagher. His name is uh, Ron English, okay? Back in those days, <clears throat> they built this team called Roma. Roma Orange and Roma Maroon. Right. So Emiliano was on Roma Orange most of the time. So one day this coach made this team uh, meeting and he was like, parents, I'm gonna ask you for one favor, take it as a tip or leave it. 90%, no, he says 70% of the parents that they yell the kids or ask them questions right after practice or the game, those kids, as soon as they 15, 16, they want to quit. They want to say, Dad, I just, I'm done with soccer. Why? Because we make them feel like they're playing for us, not for themselves. And I think it's true. Yep. He said also, enjoy your kid right now right. watch him playing don't don't make him feel like as soon as he touched the ball and let the ball go or score or not score miss it or miss it don't he don't i don't want him looking around you to see your expression right don't don't do that because we're already pushing them. They already have the stress from us about how we want them play. Now, can you mention you coaching your kid from outside? It's just like the kid is going to be so confused. Like, okay, who do I listen to? My dad or right. or my coach? Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. And I it think was tough and it was totally truth. But two months later, after being quiet, Emiliano was totally different. And one day I did it on purpose. I started kind of screaming and yelling again. And as soon as we got in the car, Emiliano, he was like, you know what? I love it that you come and cheer for me and do this. Come on, Emiliano, this and that. But he was like, but don't, get, don't be one of those crazy parents. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah, because we don't know any crazy parents, right? Uh -uh. No. no <laughs> not, not, not in our circles, no, none. No, none. All right, here, here's the deal. We're going to take a, uh, a beer break because we're at Well Spent and it's halftime. Um, what would you say the score is? Are we up? I think, I think it's, a, yeah, it's, a, it's pretty level right now. Yeah, yeah, we're not blowing it out of the water. No. I think By we're the way, getting there. It's a nice place, guys. Come over and join us anytime. Yep. Oh, yeah, because when we come back, play out of the gate is going to be a review of the tamales. Ooh. Because we had a hater. We had a doubter. 
All I know it's uh, in December, guys. Right, Christmas. Yeah. I'm gonna make such a bunch of tamales, and when you guys are gonna try, and then you guys. Okay. Well, well right. yeah, I tell you what we do. I mean, if we're here enough, what we'll do? We'll bring them up here. We'll have a tamale challenge. Yeah. Be I'm awesome. Tamale man. Yeah, let's okay. do it. All right. All right, we'll be right back. There are stars in the southern sky. All right, we got to start talking over it. Because I think the magic amount of time is around 8 to 10 seconds. That it if you play somebody else's music before you have to pay royalties yeah before they bong you because um, it's funny on that first episode where we did all the walk-up stuff I uh, you know we, we we just loaded it to Spotify to podcast platforms the other day but uh, I only lo- loaded it up to YouTube just to test it out just see what people thought and oh hold on a second oh, this is great it's that guitar right oh yeah see all three of us bouncing our heads you can't see it the bartender, she's bar- bouncing her head too. She can't even hear it. And she's like, I know what that is. <laughs> so good. Um, I'll tell you my Eagle story in a second here. But back to uploading it to uh, YouTube. I upload it. And as it's, as it's rendering and getting ready to go out, I put on it, all the copy, description, etc. There's a little tab that you go through before it goes live, and one of them is copyright. And the copyright page came up, and, and typically, you know, because our our YouTube page, it's all our content. It's our uh, music that we recorded, videos that we've done. We never worry about it because we made it all. Well, clearly, this one had music in it that we didn't make. I, I mean, I would have liked to make Hell's Bells, but I didn't, you know? <laughs> so... I look at this, you know, and there's a little red dot on the copyright tab, and I'm like, oh, man, what the hell? What's going on? And there's, like, ACDC and Danger Mouse and <laughs> everything that we played. But it said, uh, I don't remember exactly what it said. It says, you know, but, you know, clear to publish so you can put it out. And then it reminded me because so many times we've done podcasts in the, ba- in the past where uh, one of our hosts would let the music play way too long and then Facebook kills your live feed or whatever because they, you know, the, the robots are way smarter than us. Mm-hmm. So, moral of the story is, when we play these songs... We have to talk. God, every now and then you're just going to be like, oh, I love that. Or even attempt to sing along because that, that'll fuck it up too. Uh, you know, because they're like, oh, that's not the singer. <laughs> you know, that's... that's <laughs> they're definitely You're not, not ribbing it off. No, 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 no. Uh, so... So I don't mean to be rude. I'm just kind of a little afraid of copyright claims. Okay. So there we go. Um, so we're back. Second half. Uh, the coach decided we're playing well enough to not sub anybody. Uh, so Eddie's still sitting here with us. Uh, we got refills on our beer. Um, Zach and I, before you got here, just talking in general about the show prior to the show, talking about flow and, you know, Always ready to have somebody, you know, at the beck and call on the phone that we can add for a second part of it. You know, I said, we'll treat it like a game. You know, if, if it's a good guest, no subs. <laughs> if it's a bad guest, uh, hey, thanks for coming. And wait and do the second half later <laughs> through the magic of radio. Right. Um, yeah, but um, my Eagle story, what I was talking about a little earlier, 
Um, do, do you guys like the Eagles? Do you like I love the, the Eagles? Love yeah. the Eagles. Have you yeah. always loved the Eagles? I always have loved the Eagles. Always have loved. Them. I just said I like late seventies. Yeah, songwriters, and that's definitely yeah one the of that categories. You know the Eagles for me because my uh, my dad was a musician, not a working musician. He played piano. Piano's in the house. He could play piano. He could read my music. Mom played, play. Yeah, same. Um, he when we were growing up, we were music snobs. Yeah. We were music dicks. We were, we were we we thought we were cool, like 120 minutes and all the underground radio and everything was alternative and it was only cool if literally nobody had ever heard of it. Yeah, Th- that was our metric as yep. to whether or not we would admit we liked something. Therefore, the Eagles were the antithesis of absolutely. Uh, you know what was in our mind cool, because in the late 80s, 90s, MTV in particular, which I loved. When they rolled out the Unplugged series, uh, yeah, that you know that was my formative years of like, I would say MTV. I mean, we grew up with '80s MTV, all the videos, but Unplugged was like, oh, that's cool. And the Eagles, Hell Freezes Over, Unplugged, mm-hmm. all that came out, and I just, I loathed, loathed them, couldn't stand it. My brothers too; they were all like, this is dog shit. And my dad was like, Hotel California. Is one of the greatest songs Agreed. ever written, yep, yep, ever recorded, and we were all like, "You're a nerd." <laughs> we, we, we were like, "Can't be." Fast forward to, I think it was 2004, uh, 13, 14, 15, somewhere in there. The long form uh, documentary it was like three hours long. Netflix, I believe. Uh, yeah, I think so. And um, I don't know. One of the extremely rare instances, I was sick, laying at home, and I'm like, you know what? This is after my dad had passed away, actually. So it was after 2014. I watched it and couldn't turn it off. Watched it all. Saw the original roots, saw the meeting up in LA and all this other stuff. And it was three hours long. And at three hour, three and a half hours, as soon as it was over, I was officially like, Eagles are one of my top three bands ever. <laughs> I mean, I totally jumped shark. I was like, this is ridiculous. And I sat there for the next few weeks. I didn't admit it to anybody at that point because I still was like, no, am I wrong? Am I like, (laughs) is this a mistake? And you know what? The mistake was me, (laughs) you know? Uh, And and as I get older now, Eagles, uh, Bruce Springsteen's another one that I really didn't like as a kid, even when Born in the USA was out and, you know, wasn't into the obscure stuff. Born to Run to me was like, eh, it's okay, you know, because I was like, it's got horns in it. Who plays horns? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, Eagle story very quickly. I saw them live at Bush Stadium in 2009. Uh, Dixie Chicks opened for them. And then uh, <laughs> the, I don't was, know. was that before or after George Bush? That was after. So there was still a lot of, uh, angst Got it. amongst the uh, St. Louis crowd. But the Bruce Springsteen thing, I, I think we talked about this before, but I don't get it. And I haven't seen him live, so maybe there's something to it. But, well, I mean, but you cool are story. socialist communist, according well, to Jared. You true. Know, so. <laughs> but the, the cool thing is I actually got to meet Max Kellerman. Or not oh, yeah. Max Kellerman. Max uh, Weinberg yep. uh, when I was in college. Yeah. Um, I met him, and he took Mandy, my wife, and I out to dinner after his show and uh he talked about bruce and his infatuation with elvis presley bruce springsteen was literally infatuated with elvis presley and 
went to Graceland, actually jumped the fence at Graceland to get close to the house. Yeah, it's crazy. So uh, I have respect, again, for Bruce Springsteen. I just could never really sing along with his stuff, so didn't fit my criteria. Well, I don't think he's really, I mean, this is it's all subjective, right? Absolutely. Uh, I don't consider him a singer. I consider him a, no. a loud lyricist, <laughs> yeah. you know, like a, a screamer poet. Yeah. Um, because it's it's not like you, uh, very, very few songs of his carry a distinct vocal melody. You're right. Mm -hmm. I'm on fire is one that I think he does a pretty good job on that you're like, oh, okay, I can hum along to that. Sounds pretty. But most <laughs> of his stuff you can't hum along to and be like, oh, that sounds pretty. It doesn't. Yeah. It really doesn't. So it, it, you're looking at it like, this is why people turn this, this show off. This is when Eddie turned <laughs> off. He needs a sub. Do you like Bruce Springsteen? Mm, I, I don't know. I don't know them. Born in the USA? He was not. Oh, he was yeah. not. No, Eddie was not born in the USA. No. Not why. Well, <laughs> Duh. So, Eddie, I actually wanted to ask you kind of a follow-up to our earlier conversation around the approval thing because I, I, I do watch how you are with, with the boys, and there is a definite and distinct difference between Eddie in outdoor and Eddie in futsal. Yeah. Uh, more emotion, more engagement uh, in futsal. Do you, can you think of why that is for you? What about that? Is it because you're closer to the, to the, the action? Yes. Is it the close proximity to the fans? What, what, what? Well, a little bit of both. Okay. I think it's because we're there and, and literally you're like feet away. Right. And it goes along because the other parents, they are the same way. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be different if the other people so quiet and respectful that you'd right. be like, no, I cannot say nothing. But the other parents are worse than me. So they, yeah. they allow me to be like <laughs> more freeness to say, you know, stuff like, come on. But it's more, I, I like the intensity. I like how they have to think like, I don't know, what's the right pronunciation for less than a second to, to be yeah, on, yeah, quick on the ball. Yeah, yeah, quick yeah. turn, small spaces. Well, I also think, too, that I noticed, and it, 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 this is anecdotal, but in those futsal matches, depending on the team that we're playing, mm. and depending on where those teams came from, and the makeup of their parents also had an influence on how involved our parents got. So, as an example, if we played a team that had a lot of people from Brazil, their intensity level increased our intensity level. Say, say Brazil again. Brazil. Say it one more time. <laughs> Brazil. There we go. Did you see what he did? I you, did. You and I didn't even know I did it, and I apologize for hey. <laughs> throwing an accent in. Yeah, you. <laughs> it's unnecessarily. Ninety-nine like percent English, and then a Portuguesa. Portuguesa. Yeah, yeah. Portuguesa. Yeah. But I, the reason I, I bring that up, <laughs> the reason I bring that up, is because the thing is relevant to the, the general conversation around when it's appropriate to engage in that type of emotion on the field, right? So, if we're in a, a, a match against Chicago Fire, as an example. Big rival of ours. We have yet to no. We sure. did no. We haven't beaten them yet, and it's been two to one every time. Right. Very intense. Very strong. 
their parents are very involved, our parents are very involved. Which I ha- we have to say, I want to mention that Chicago Fire parents, believe it or not, but they're really respectful. Yeah, they're very they are. chill. They are. They are. Mm-hmm. They are very respectful, but they're also intense. Oh, here, yes. But, but here, here's why here's why I believe they are respectful. Uh, you know, assuming that we're all viewing respectful in the same light, uh, they have kids that are very, very good. Yes. And in order, and, and those kids that are as good as they are, tells me that the parents have been around those children clearly from the beginning. Uh, they've been around good soccer. They've been in, been around great training. They've been been in great environments. And I think part of that process weeds out the. Uh, unacceptable enthusiasm that sh- we all know shitty soccer parents have absolutely or can have and that's why i brought it up yeah because i think it goes to the conversation we started in the pilot around the different levels of of quality within the different areas of soccer throughout yeah you know youth right so you've got low level rec league you've got cyc you've got all types of select soccer which is that even a term anymore does anybody even say that anymore i don't think it's select i think it's all bought and paid for right but right? what do you what do you call it i don't even know what you call it anymore club i think club. everybody's used yeah, to just club club you know it's funny real quick i'm going to throw out some uh just uh, 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 uh assumptions right within these different levels of soccer yeah i'm going to tell you what group i think has the worst parents from an annoying standpoint, you know what I'm talking about, like yelling all the time and, and immediately attacking the ref and all this thing. And it really doesn't matter what age group. You know, if we're, if we're talking about club or we're talking about MLS Next or we're talking about Pee Wee or whatever, keep me away from a CYC game. All day. CYC parents, they're, they're certifiable. And, 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 and I don't understand that. You guys have both participated in CYC leagues. I think I know what you're talking about, <clears throat> and the problem is that they don't have practice with a club where they teach more than just soccer. Yeah, true. That that I think that's the problem. They are happy with to see their kids just practicing or or have a game without even practice. So when they come to a game and they play with a team. The potential is going to get better than them or is better than them or just a little push or just a little whatever they think is in the world but that's because the coaches they are not involved with the players to teach them more than a soccer well but in, in addition to that i also think that a lot of the kids that play cyc that might be the only sport that they ever play. Well, right. and here's the other thing, too. I think that there's a certain amount of, like, the, the next level. Like, if I were to say, I believe CYC parents are the worst. The second group of... High school uh, parents. High school. I was totally <laughs> going to say high school. And having grown up in a public high school, Same. a competitive high school, where we had legitimate guys. rivalries, and hearing my own... Well, my parents weren't that loud. But the other parents... And our fans and everything yelling at the other parents. It's like, in hindsight, thoroughly embarrassed. Not as embarrassed as I am whenever I go to a CYC game to watch my kid play. Uh, but high school's number two. Oh, I mean, my dad still. But, well, but, but here, here, here's my point. Can't high school, I can understand. Like yeah, There's something to shoot for. Well, there's a, uh, they're older. They're, quote, more mature, theoretically. There's more on the line. Yeah. And it's a rivalry. 
there's the other school. There, oh, you the rich school versus the poor school. There's aspects <laughs> of a rivalry that's sure. there, right? <clears throat> CYC, is there anything more contentious than parishes? Well, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah that, that, that goes, we could have a whole episode on, you know, what high school you went God, to. Thank God it's not cross-religion, right? Oof. At least it's just Catholics against Catholics, yeah, if, if theoretically. They expanded, the CYC was more like ecumenical YC, uh, it could be really dangerous. Why can't there just be a new Christian CYC? Or, you know what I'm saying? Like the journey and all them where they just want to, like, swipe right and uh, fuck hey, up. Hey, Catholic and, friends on as listeners, let us know what your thoughts are on uh, expanding... Uh, outside uh, yeah, of the, no, uh, these new the Christian churches, right? The they should be low-hanging fruit because, number one, they got a lot of money. Yeah. For well. whatever reason, they have a lot of money. And you know what? And for the friends of ours that are in those circles, right, that have a lot of money yep. and have an empty backyard, oh, yeah. I know a guy that puts pools in. <laughs> There's me. <laughs> Eddie. Eddie. Right? Right. Uh, <laughs> look look in, you know, in the, uh, in the subtext here. 6 I'll, I'll, I'll bleep that out because otherwise you're going you're gonna to get some lovers hitting you up. I'll, I'll put the link in the, uh, in the bottom. How about an email address? We got that. Yeah, I, I, I think that, you know, we're airing out kind of some topics that we'd like to cover in, in future episodes. And one of them we talked about is rivalries, right? Oh, and yeah. oh. nobody, nobody in West County is probably going to give less than two shits about the fact that I went to Washington High School in Washington, Missouri. But our big rival was St. Francis Borgia, the Catholic high school. And my senior year, we, we won uh, for the first time in seven years, I believe. Was it 6v6? Because you have enough people out there to play 11v11? Listen, Granite City boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We might have trained, trained on a cow patch. We might have trained on a cow patch. Oh, my God. You what? You should have seen our field. It was oh, called, my God. It was, it was called the gauntlet. It was supposed to scare everybody. But really what it did is broke ankles. <laughs> it was literally the floodplain next to the elementary school that was three miles away from the high school. That's how much they cared about us back then. Uh we had to do our two miles on the track. Uphill both ways? Oh, yeah. yeah. And then uh, go out to the, <laughs> the cow patch uh, floodplain. No, I, th- I, I think this whole topic of uh, uh, y- y- parents, sideline parents, yep. is it, it deserves its own documentary. Like Ken Burns oh, sh- gosh, should, yeah. should tackle. Narrated uh, by Peter Coyote. Yeah. Yeah, For I sure. like that. Or Samuel Jackson. Oh, ooh. <laughs> that, that would add a whole new element. <laughs> now that's a motherfucker. <laughs> you know? I do the worst. Same. I, that was, I don't do anybody good. I, I don't even do myself well. Wasn't so. good. No, um, it wasn't. But here, here's what I'm going to do, though, real quick here. Um, let me see here. Because this has been really eating at me, the fact that um, Eddie didn't know. What? No, this is Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. Well, born in the USA. Come on, Eddie, sing along. Uh, Actually, you don't need to sing along. You just talk along. <laughs> you know this <laughs> one, and then here, let, I'll just go through a few. Right? You don't know that one? You know this one. KC Classic. I'm on fire. We could do this all day long. Actually, it's my favorite part of the show. Every, a lot of people are like, man, I don't know. I don't get the music thing. You know what? I don't care. It's my show. It's my, my pod, my, my, my toy. At Kansas City, I... <clears throat> See, Eddie's already cutting me off. 
But nobody have battery on the phone to play music on Saturday night in Kansas City oh my God. with Kike's team. Oh, Jesus. Somebody brought a skip picker, but no, not enough phone. So I brought my music list. Everybody was like in love with it. Whose phone is that? Whose music is that? Eddie, Eddie. What? No way. And there was even a few people that said, Eddie, the Mexican guy? DJ EC. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm going to totally be cliche here on Eddie, the, the Mexican guy here. Have you ever heard of these guys? Mapache, no. Mapache, right? You ever heard of them? Never. All right, so if you look at the photo, they don't, they don't really look Central or South American, right? No. It's because they're not. They're two white nerds from, uh, I believe, Austin suburbs. They're, they're, they're from Texas, but they're from the suburbs. And let me see here. Listen to this one. Tell me if you like it. All right. And again, remember, every seven, eight seconds, yeah, go we ahead. Got we got this. Almost sounds different. Yeah, my brother turned me on to these guys. They almost sounds like chil- chiles, chilenias. Yeah. I mean, possibly. I mean, look at the hat in the photo. It's that. Yes, it's that flat top. Yeah. Right. Right. Pache. I know. Yeah, listen to him. Yeah, I should check it out. But I mean, there are other stuff. It's. It's, it's fun. It's got that. The more I listen to it, it's got that Texas vibe. But I found it kind of funny that they they tackled all the songs like that, right? There, there's their hmm. there's their gringo voice. So I think we should start to wrap this up because we're running out of time. But I also want to kind of create kind of a, a, a small promo. I think the next the next episode. That's a lot of expectation. Should be about the coaches that we hate now don't jump ahead of me we're not going to name names but we're going to talk about attributes of coaches that we really didn't think were good for either us as as players or like, for our kids like bill belichick can we say we can i mean yeah the, the, he, we can use his name we can, or, we can uh, use names bobby knight example, bobby knight yeah. Yeah, I mean we could you could use them as like uh, caricatures of people that we actually know. Mike Matheny. Sure. I didn't like him. I never liked that guy. No. Somebody bought me that book, The Matheny Way or whatever it was. They're like, Oh my god, you're gonna love it. I'm like, no. Do you know who's the coach that I love the most? Who's that? Tony LaRusa. Interesting. Why? I think he was really smart. He was really when he wants to inject to the team attitude anger he will do it i have a tone there is a story that i think you guys will love save it for the next one no i'm gonna throw it out real quick because i think this is a great way to walk it out because you brought it up okay. right and this this story is for eddie um i was bartending in chicago kitty o'shea's on michigan avenue right irish pub i was actually the only american that was working behind the ball bar all the other bartenders were j1 visas and I walk in for a shift change, five o'clock, I'm gonna take the night, and Joe Daly, guy from Belfast, um, comes in the kitchen and he's motherfucking, he's losing his mind, like, fuck that guy. I mean, he's going he's going crazy. I'm like, oh my God, you know, cause I didn't hear anything, there was no fights or anything going on in the bar. I'm like, what the hell's going on? He goes, 
these old assholes cornering the bar. You know, they're so disrespectful. You know, asking if, I'm asking if they want their drinks refilled, and they're looking at me like I'm a turd, and he was just pissed. I'm like, I got it, man. Don't worry about it. No big deal. Didn't think anything about it. Walk out to the bar, walk to the other side, and I look up, and I'm like, holy shit. I go back in the bar real quick, and I'm like, Joe, what'd you do then? You know, do, do, <laughs> do they have a tab open? You know, let me clean this up if I need to clean it up. He goes, well, who is it? I'm like, you don't know who those guys are? I said, that's Tony La Russa, Joe Garagiola, and Joe DiMaggio. And he's like, I have no fucking idea who those, you know, he's from Ireland. He's like, <laughs> you know, like I could have named. Italian guys. Yeah, he's like, I know hurling. <laughs> I know billiards. <laughs> and I'm like, no, this is Joe DiMaggio. He, he was he's with Marilyn Monroe. Monroe. And he's like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I said, Paul Simon wrote a song about him. He goes, I don't care. So I go back out there, and Tony La Russa was the one who was like, tell your friend, we're fine. We were just messing with him. He's like, we just need to close out. I'm like, oh, nice to meet you guys. And and the rest of the night, Joe stayed on for a double. He's like, I don't give a shit who he is. And he even looked him up. And this is kind of right when cell phones are popping. He's reading about who he was, and he's like, this guy's a nobody. And that's my Joe DiMaggio story. Hmm. Oh, yeah. And your Tony La Russa story. Yeah, one, yeah, one in the same. One in the same, yeah. And yeah, Joe, Joe Garagiola. Yeah, Garagiola. And it was because the Italian Sports Hall of Fame is in ding, 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 ding. How Chicago. many times uh, La Russa bring the Cardinals to a... Uh, two times. Two times. Well, two World Series championships. No. I think it was more than two. I don't know, but no. until we get a sponsor to pay for this, so that we, we don't have somebody stats. looking up stats, yep. we don't have stats. We'll get, we'll get back with you we'll next time. Next when, time. Uh, we get All a right. sponsor. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to wrap this thing up real quick. Uh, as a reminder, um, Zach was in a boy band. Uh, Eddie will put it in your pool. Um, I briefly met Joe, De, Joe DiMaggio and, uh, and the Eagles rock. And come back to this place, well spent. Yeah. Well spent. Yeah, yeah, good well job, man. You're a pro with this. I mean, You're you know, it's... Quiet. I think it'd be a good place to come and hang out and get a beer and yeah, the beer is good. It seems like um, and we didn't we need to support the business. Well, and we didn't really talk about tamales. Uh, real quickly, tamales. My Mexican tamales be the best. Yeah, but you like them here. Did I mean, it, they were okay. Dude, they're hosting. Okay, they were good. Yeah, all right, <laughs> there we go. All right, what I'm gonna do is as uh, me and Eddie wrap it up, I'm gonna turn over the uh, walkout music this time just for Eric Hisserick, who's like, I don't really get it. I'm gonna let Zach pick a song to lead us out of here. Uh, give us a follow on Spotify. Uh, share our our insanity. Uh, we would appreciate it. If you or someone you know you think would be a great guest, let us know, and we'll vote on it. And by voting, I mean we'll I, we'll flip a coin. I think anybody's welcome except for Jared. Jared, if Ooh. you're gonna hear this, you suck. Oh, see, Jared. Jared listened to this three times. He sent me like crib note. He sent me a, a Jared. You know who is this, and you suck. He, he, okay. He just he really liked hearing his voice. He didn't realize that he did. <laughs> at first he was like, "Oh, I don't talk that much." And we're like, "You were nervous. <laughs> you talk way more than that." Where are we at, Zach? You got a tune for us? Yeah, I, I'm getting there. So sometime today or tomorrow? Well, it's a great question. Uh, so I just figured since I was in an all-male oh. acapella group, I thought I'd roll us out with a little pentatonics. Oh, my God. For all those that understand acapella. So 
Doesn't sound like acapella. It sounds like instruments. Tell me that's all voices. All voices. Seen them live four times. All voices. Eddie, we could do this. We'll practice. Next time we'll do the baritones. I have a good song. Black Eyed Peas. There's a song that I used to love. Yeah. Is that, was that your magic touch? At the end of the night, throw a little Black Eyed Peas on? You're right. Let's, yeah. get, it start. Let's get it started. <laughs> All right. It was just one of those songs. That okay. All right. Episode one's up. Final whistle. I think we pulled out. Was that one nil? One nil. Definitely one nil. One nil. One nil. Penalty kick, but one nil. Yep. Until next time. Thank you all. Thanks. See you guys. Later. <laughs>